Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin with teammate Aliyah Kamalova. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Today's episode three of our month-long Power Move series to celebrate my new book, Power Moves, how women can pivot, reboot, and build a career purpose. And we have some exciting news because Power Moves is officially out today. You can order it on Amazon or really wherever you purchase books. For more information about the book, you can go to www.powermovesbook.com. And I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has helped make this a reality and the book a huge success, especially the Career Contessa readers and, of course, our females listeners. I wouldn't be able to do any of this without you. In this episode of our Power Move series, we will focus on how to take control of your career. We're going to go over what career power moves are and three career power moves that you can do today. And stick around for Dear Career Contessa, our listener advice segment where we answer your career questions, starting with, do you have any tips or resources to help me overcome my nervousness at interviews? Plus, we also share some helpful resources you won't want to miss. And now this is The Females. Today, we're tackling a big topic, careers. It encompasses a lot of different aspects of work life. However, when we're talking about careers with, I'm using air quotes today, we're referring to how you show up at work, your career trajectory, and how you can get to a place at work where you want to be. Yeah. And we're not just referring to how you can land your like quote unquote dream job, which you mentioned in your book, Power Moves. Yeah. I don't believe in in having or even chasing a dream job. I actually wrote an article about this probably a year ago that a dream job just doesn't exist. And also a dream job will not solve all of your challenges in Mm -hmm. order to get, you know, what you want. You'll need to shift your thinking from what you think, you know, work quote unquote should look like to defining how work should work best for you. And I think the myth of the dream job is kind of one of the the worst ones out there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with dream jobs, it's more about a title rather than anything that goes into it. It's like everything else is blind, but this is the job title I want to have, which, you know, 
titles are a huge part of it, right? Mm -hmm. And there's actually research that shows, especially millennials are more likely to take a job that has a fancy title, even if it doesn't have any, (laughs) you know, like realities behind it, Mm -hmm. than, you know, a higher salary with like, you know, a bad job title. And I I also think there's a lot of job title inflation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's difficult when you hear someone having like this job title that you've, cause I feel like so many have been invented recently. Yes. <laughs> like, and like vibes coordinator or something yeah. like happiness expert. Like it's like, I don't know what I can't even like compare that job title to something else. Like it's so, it's interesting how much that has evolved. Well, and I think the the biggest issue I have with these dream job scenarios mm-hmm. is that it leads people to believe that a dream job exists. And oftentimes when people think about a dream job, you know, what happens is like they're fantasizing about this perfect scenario where, you know, you have really engaged bosses. You never have, you know, um, irritations with your coworkers. You're never stressed. Like these are like, unfortunately this dream scenario that people are pursuing and think exists and kind of beat themselves up for, you know, not having, it never comes with any of the I don't know, I guess like harsh realities of Mm -hmm. work, which is that work is still work. Not every day is going to be super engaging. I mean, you and I all the time (laughs) talk about how like we have things in our to-do list that we just don't really want to do today. And I would, you know, my job currently is as much as I can think of like a dream job for me, it falls into that category. And Mm -hmm. yet there's you. So my biggest concern with dream jobs is that people kind of beat themselves up for not having it or the job title. And the problem is, is that it just leaves you in this constant, like on this constant hamster wheel of looking yeah. for more and more and more. That's exactly what I was thinking, because it's almost like if you have this one version of your ideal dream job that you're working towards, but then you kind of are just like, oh, I don't like this job, but whatever. It's like, you're constantly waiting for the next thing where you're yeah. not even being present. You're always with looking your around. Current. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're always looking around for something better and it leaves you in this constant pursuit where nothing's ever good enough. Mm -hmm. And that does a lot more to your psyche, your, your work today. And I also think with the myth of the dream job and the reason why I'm not, I'm really not pro that is that it leads you to kind of almost like the dream partner, right? Like it Mm -hmm. leads you to believe that there's one job out there that is going to, I guess, like fill all of your buckets, but that's not going to happen in anything in life. And so I think what happens too is that it sets people up to have these extremely high expectations on their career. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. It's like, we're sitting here podcasting and I was like, I didn't even, as growing up, it's like, I don't even know podcasts would be. So it's like, (laughs) there's going to be new jobs that you don't even know about. That's like, which is a good thing. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I think it's great. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing two things. One, what career power moves are and how they can help you take control of your career. And two, three career power moves that you can do today. So let's get into it. I want to define what a power move is. And that <laughs> might be a, a suspenseful <laughs> moment for people because they're probably like, like yeah, three episodes in, let's for weeks. tell them what it is. <laughs> you know, actually, when I was writing the book, I did get feedback <laughs> like that. Someone was like, why are we just hearing about it in chapter four? So when I was doing edits, I didn't have to go back. So power moves are intentional decisions or actions or behaviors that make it possible to have a fulfilling career on your terms. They are actionable things that you can do to help yourself no matter where you are in your career. I imagine by now you've learned even possibly the hard way 
that no one is going to understand and look out for your needs and interests and your overall career progress with the same commitment and really downright obsession as you are. And so that's why power moves are incredibly important to have in your arsenal because they are these intentional moves that you make to help better your career on your terms. I think the key is identifying what you specifically want for your career because it's hard to not be caught up with what others are doing or what others think that you should be doing. I mean, you mentioned the whole like millennials take titles over anything else. It's like, that's probably an external validation thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I also feel like if you're lost and you don't know where to start, it's pretty easy or very normal to be like, okay, well, if I don't know what to do, I'll look around and see Mm -hmm. what other people are doing and see if it kind of sparks you know, my own ideas for what I want to do. We as humans kind of learn by examples that that makes a lot of sense. I think the challenge here is that a lot of people chase, as you said, like these external Mm -hmm. things because they think that that's going to like the expectations of other people or that that will make them happy. And the problem is, is like, if you're not stopping to think about what do you need or what your wants are, then you're potentially building an entire career being like Mm -hmm. reactive versus proactive, right? Like I always say this, like there are plenty of people who can make career moves and take control of their career and they can be successful, but there's a difference between being successful and successful and fulfilled Mm -hmm. in your career. And at least I probably have said this already, but I learned from interviews in the book and talking to a lot of other people is that the people who are able to identify what they want and what they need in order to fulfill themselves internally, Mm -hmm. you know, intrinsically, I guess, they were the ones who were able to reach both of those, the, the success plus fulfillment thing. So, you know, it's important for you to think about going back Mm -hmm. to like your wants and your needs, right? So an example of a want is like, I want to be home at dinner time each night or, you know, uh, I want to work Mm -hmm. at a small company. And then you also need to identify what you need, your must-haves and your non-negotiables. An example of that might be if you're the breadwinner for your family, you probably have a very specific salary requirement where you're saying like anything less than that, I can't do it. You know, with these wants, you often have to look and sort of like do a list or something so that you actually kind of narrow down what you actually want. Because sometimes you're like doing something or you've agreed to something. Like, I don't want to do this at all. Why did I say yes? So it's like, it could be those surface yeah. level ones that we're like, do you actually want that? So it's like a bit of a reflection time to actually sit down and be like, okay, what do I really want? I want to take a quick break to tell you again about the tool I depend on called Acuity. It's a scheduling assistant that makes it easy for traditional businesses to become virtual businesses. If you're starting to feel burnt out with having to pivot your company or team to become fully virtual, then Acuity is something you really need to consider. It can save you hours of time by automating your scheduling needs with a lot of additional benefits. With Acuity, clients can book easily and Acuity will even send booking confirmations with your branding and your personalized messaging. And you can avoid scheduling back and forth because Acuity can deliver text reminders and let clients reschedule on their own. As Career Contessa has grown, we've been able to keep up because we set ourselves up with tools like Acuity that make it possible to streamline processes. Some other things I really appreciate about Acuity and why I definitely recommend it to everybody is that Acuity links with all the popular video conferencing tools like Zoom, GoToMeeting, Google Hangouts, etc., 
you can hook up Acuity to your social accounts, like a Facebook page, and people can book directly. Acuity will also collect everything you need to know about a client as soon as they book by asking clients to fill out customizable intake forms when scheduling. And what's really great is that it keeps all of their information neat and tidy in one place. So you never have to do that panic thing right before a phone call with a client where you're like, where's her resume? Where's her this? Where's her that? That doesn't happen with Acuity. And you can get notified anytime a new appointment is booked, check your schedule right from your phone, and even tell Acuity to automatically update your calendars that you already use like Google or Outlook, et cetera. Basically, they'll help you keep your life in sync and organized, which sounds pretty good to me. Acuity scheduling deals with the day-to-day drudgery, so you can focus on what's important. For a limited time only, you can get 45 days of Acuity scheduling absolutely free, no credit card required, by going to acuityscheduling.com slash females. Okay, again, that's acuity, A-C-U-I-T-Y, scheduling.com slash females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S. All right, now let's get back to the show. Hi, I'm Ali Webb, the founder of Drybar. And hey, I'm Adrian Kaler, the founder of Take New Ground. Previously on Raising the Bar, Michael and I learned how founders move from idea to scale. In this new season, we'll be exploring the inner world of an entrepreneur, the juicy stuff. Pursuing a vision brings up our fears and personal challenges, stuff nobody likes talking about. So we dive into what it takes to overcome the obstacles that make most people quit. This is a study on perseverance. Adrian is a coach for select executives. I love his brilliant mind and deep love for people, including me. So if you're starting a business and already want out, tune in. You might not be as alone as you think. It's like most things in life. You're probably not going to get everything you want, but what are the three most important things? And I, I think if you make your wants based on things that you think you should want, versus what you truly want, you'll end up in what has often been called like the ambition collision, the ambition trap, the, you know, whatever phrase that we've Mm -hmm. put on this recently, which is you get to this place where you get everything that you think you wanted, but you're still not fulfilled or you're not happy, Mm -hmm. which is often referred to like, we've called it the ambition trap, the ambition ditch, (laughs) ambition collision, all these phrases, right? Mm -hmm. When people are thinking about what you want and what you need, Totally agree. In the book, I talk about making a list of your career ideals and then prioritizing what's most important to you so you can figure out what power moves you need to take to get where you want to be. And by the way, in the book, this is much more laid out because there's worksheets and like step-by-step instruction. So I think that anybody who has maybe questions around like, well, how do I know what I want? How do I know what I need? Obviously, Mm -hmm. Power Moves is a good book to help you with that, but anybody could think about this stuff today too. Right. And the key thing to keep in mind when deciding on your power moves is to make sure they are intentional, right? Like that's the key word. Yeah. They need to be deliberate. So Mm -hmm. something that you have control over, (laughs) like the metaphor I like to use is back when everybody started to like learn about nutrition and wellness, there was this phrase, like, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? It it kind (laughs) of be the same thing where like, Diets are like quick fixes, I guess. You can make quick fixes to your career, but there isn't a lot of longevity. So the idea is to make it intentional and kind of part of this like overall career lifestyle if if you want to use that metaphor. Otherwise, it could be just more frustrating if you just have a list of wants but have no idea like, like I need to vaguely do this thing because then you're stuck again. Yeah, I, I also think 
I mean, I tell the story a lot of like how I got a job from going from an admin assistant, becoming a recruiter, and I didn't have any prior recruiting experience. I knew why I wanted that job. I was super intentional about it. And I was able to like tell this really clear, concise story to the interviewer about, even though I didn't have previous experience, like why I wanted it and was able to connect the dots. Right. So the point being is like, when you know what you want and why you want it, I think it's also easier to figure out how to get there. And then when you're in those interviews or, you know, those career moves, guess what? It's a lot like more convincing or like you can sell it a lot better too. Mm -hmm. I feel like when people are really wishy-washy and really vague, it's hard for you to help yourself and it's hard for other people to help you too. Yeah, definitely. Well, so after this quick break, we'll go over three career power moves you can do today. All right. So our first career power move is to learn how you can impact your workplace from the ground up. Help organize talks, screenings, maybe guest speakers, virtually, of course, and open forums where you and your coworkers can be exposed to diverse viewpoints and perspectives of more people from marginalized communities. Consider forming an inclusion council with senior leaders at your company. I really like this because I feel like it opens up so much for someone because you learn so much more about maybe different opportunities and you're also just being proactive. So it's like you're benefiting your career either way. Yeah, I think too, when people are feeling anxious about their career and like what they want to do in the future, doing something like this does a lot. It like one allows you to network with people. It shows your leadership opportunities by forming something and, you know, the commitment and the follow through with it. It allows you to, I just mentioned networking, but like networking with senior leaders. Um, it allows you to become this expert in maybe a certain field or topic at your work. And I feel like this is one of those things where people always wait for someone else to do it. But if you're feeling like, hey, I, I don't know what I want to do next in my career, or I really like my job, but how can I like expand my skill set? This is kind of one of those things where it checks multiple boxes, right? It's like good mm-hmm. for work. It's good for you. You learn new skills, you're networking, all those kind of things. So this is definitely one of those power moves that it's intentional. It helps you out career-wise. And in terms of like fulfillment, you know, a way to create impact in your workplace from the ground up that benefits it, that's going to be something that makes you Mm -hmm. feel like fulfilled. It's definitely something that fills you up. Yeah. And I wonder if right now with everyone being remote or most people being remote, if there's new opportunities for this kind of thing where companies are adjusting, maybe they've kind of settled into a new remote routine, but I'm sure there's certain holes that need to be filled in terms of like, these kinds of organizations, you know, like team building exercises. Exactly. And I feel like right now would be a great time to pitch new ideas of how it would work in a remote space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've talked to, I mean, I know in the last episode, we talked about the idea of virtual team building exercises. That's something that Mm -hmm. you could do. Another idea is like when you make your power move to lead an online meeting, making sure that it is efficient and people leave feeling really organized. Like these are all great career Mm -hmm. power moves that do require intention behind them, but they're really beneficial for your career. Okay. So our second career power move is self-advocacy and self-advocacy is the ability to ask for what you need or want out of work. And it can be one of the biggest struggles for women in their careers. Yeah. I remember when I was getting ready to write this chapter and I thought, I don't want to just tell women to, you know, speak up more, you know, just like just do it more. And mm-hmm. I actually interviewed this woman, her name is Michelle Hickox. And she 
was just like this amazing example of someone who had asked for what she wanted and got it. And I won't give the whole story away, but basically she worked in public accounting and she had little kids and she wanted her summers off and she was able, and I tell the whole story in the book, how she was able to do it. But one of the things I think about is like asking for what you want and what you need is not selfish. It's good for you. It's good for business. Suffering and silence, you know, you don't win any awards for that. Mm -hmm. There's this thing called the tiara syndrome where women think if, or this happens a lot to women, I should say, where it's like, if you work really hard, someone will come around and put a tiara on your head, AKA like a promotion. Like Mm -hmm. it was so important for me to not just like give some tips on how you can advocate for yourself, but also tell some stories because I, I think that, kind of is the the glue that holds this together is like that real women are able to do this and still move their career forward, right? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you feel like if you ask for what you need and it's outside of the norm of what you think you should do or just what's been done before, you think somehow it will, you might be punished or something. Yeah. And I think that struggle comes from, again, it's it's more difficult for women to voice their needs because it's often criticized way more than it would be for a man, for example. So it's like, definitely a big struggle to overcome. And it's definitely a power move to advocate for yourself because it's very intimidating. Yeah. There's another thing called like the self-promotion gap. I I would say that if the idea of self-advocacy, self-promotion, all those things, you know, make you feel gross, I I totally get it. I think that you can start small and work your way up Mm -hmm. to a place where you get, you get comfortable, but ultimately at the end of the day, asking for what you want and need, you just have to remember is good for you. It's good for business. Like there's more benefits usually than there, there are regrets about speaking up. Mm -hmm. I just think at the end of the day, again, like in Michelle's story, for example, like she went with a game plan, right? It's, it's, it's the intention behind it, not just like reacting and blurting something out or advocating in a way that is, you are also thinking about how this is going to benefit the organization. Okay. So our third power move is enlisting an accountability partner. That means reaching out to someone that you trust who understands your career goals and will help keep you on track. It's always great to have an accountability partner, like regardless of what you're doing. It's almost like they don't even need to do anything so much. Sometimes even knowing that someone is your accountability partner, like that's enough to, I think that for me, it's like, if I tell someone I'm going to do something like that sometimes is enough where I'm like, okay, I have to, they're watching me. Even if they're like, I forgot you're doing this. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, you don't want to let them down. Yeah. I think also one of the best things you can do if you're looking for an accountability partner is be an accountability partner to somebody else. You know, you don't have to have 15 people like this in your life. That's probably, you know, you're, you're overpromising and going to probably have trouble delivering on that. So, you know, one max two people that you are their accountability partner, you're checking in with them, you're asking them about their goals. That's one of the best ways that you can show up for other people. And then it encourages other people to show up and be there for you. Also, the key word here is that you have someone that you can trust. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need the person where we probably all have this friend where like you can tell them anything and they can also play devil's advocate and be like, well, but have you thought about it from this way? Like you those are good people to have in your career, especially because careers are not an exact science. You know, it's not mm-hmm. one plus one equals two. Sometimes you don't get the promotion. Sometimes you do get the promotion. Sometimes weird stuff happens and, you know, it yeah. doesn't go as planned, that kind of thing. I think networking is also great for this. Like truly, if you find someone that's like-minded, like a professional that, again, you can be their partner as well. 
it'll just keep you motivated. Like as simple as that, just if you know someone's there for you and that you're there for them, it just, it, it fuels you. I completely agree. All right, let's recap. So our three career power moves that you can make today are number one, learn how you can impact your workplace from the ground up. Number two, self-advocate. And number three, enlisting an accountability partner. Next up, we hear from you and solve your problems. Welcome to Dear Career Contessa, the part of the show where we answer your questions. Remember, if you have a career question, you can submit it to us via DM on at Career Contessa on Instagram, email us info at careercontessa.com, or leave us a voicemail at 844-FEMALES. All that information is also included in the show notes. Today's question came to us via Instagram direct message, and it said, Dear Career Contessa, I currently work for an airline that has reduced our paycheck by 50% and is expected to undergo massive personnel reductions. Given this, I've been job searching nonstop and getting a few phone interviews. My problem is I get super nervous during them. I manage to speak eloquently, but I feel my voice trembling, my face getting hot, my body shaking, and I end up with huge headaches afterwards. I know that if I could somehow handle this, I would enjoy the process more and would transmit more confidence. Do you have any tips or resources that can help me with this? So my first tip is preparation is key. For me, there's been a few times where I've been on air for like TV stuff. And I also like get really, you know, hot and sweaty and I can like feel the the heat rush. And one time in particular, I definitely could feel my lip trembling. I kept biting it, but I will tell you, they usually can't see that on the other screen. And so like, keep that in mind, like through preparation, like maybe you can record yourself and see if you can like actually watch what you look like on the other end, but usually they can't see as much as what you're feeling. I totally get it. Cause I've been there too, but preparation is really, really helpful. Having a friend do like a mock interview with me, recording it, seeing where I have these like you know, nervous tics. That's something that's been incredibly useful throughout my career, especially for those big talks, those big moments where you're like, there's a lot riding on this. Like Mm -hmm. I get why you're nervous. Yeah. And I think also kind of reframing an interview, it can seem intimidating where like they're the employer, I'm an employee or potential employee. But if you kind of reframe it as I'm also testing out this company, like it's kind of a two-way street. So you shouldn't be like, they're like above me in any sort of way it's your opportunity to ask them questions too. So I feel like if you kind of reframe it in a way that's like, we're kind of on an equal, you know, we're all adults here and that's not like you're, you know, and I don't know, it'll just help you get through it a little more. But I totally agree with the preparation is like, that's the baseline that you need to get down. I once wrote an article too about this and I I did research and learned that your brain doesn't actually know the difference between fear and excitement. So Mm -hmm. one of the other things you can do is you can tell yourself, I'm not nervous. I'm really excited. And your brain will start to be like, oh, we're excited. Like, this is a good thing. We're excited about it. We're not nervous. And apparently if you can like kind of repeat that to yourself, like don't tell yourself you're nervous, tell yourself you're excited. It can actually help calm your brain as well. And, and some of those things like, you know, your, your face getting hot and the headaches afterwards, that piece can help too. And, and also with the huge headaches afterwards, drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm somebody who gets migraines and a same. lot of headaches as well. Yeah. It sounds like we're this girl and us are the same anyway. We're like, here, <laughs> this is what happened to us is what you should do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like drink a lot of water 10 times more than you think you do because yeah 
a lot of that is like you get so anxious for whatever reason that brings on the headaches. I don't know. We need to get mm-hmm. a headache like expert on here. I know that would be great. I know women get headaches. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like selfishly, we have like three yeah, episodes exactly. on headache problems. Yeah. I think also just if you do feel super prepared yet you find yourself becoming nervous because of just like this stress, whether it's positive or negative, I think just simply doing like a breathing exercise or some like, you know, five minute mindfulness exercise before to just calm yourself a little bit. You know, I think that'll help. It certainly wouldn't hurt. I think also going back to the preparation, we have job interview flashcards because I think she asked for some resources that would help. And those are free and you can download them. It's like one of our most popular downloads. I really like them. And they just have a bunch of interview questions, some common or uncommon, like it tells you how you should or how you could answer them. And I think that would just be a really great preparation help. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say, because you asked about confidence is maybe keep a list of the times where you've killed it, you know, Mm -hmm. like the presentation or a, a job interview or other parts of your life. Like maybe just keep that, you know, smile file or just a list of times where you've done an awesome job or your confidence was really high at something just to kind of have that mental reminder or you go into the interview, like I'm confident I got this. Look at the other times where I had it. Mm-hmm. I think all that will help. So when I was taking an improv class, there was this exercise where basically someone would get in the middle of the room and everyone around would just throw out a topic and you just had to, it was called like something expert or something, but you basically just had to go on for two minutes as if you were an absolute expert, like regardless of what the topic was. It was like, how was a record player made? And you just had to constantly go. So I think doing something like that, like goofy, just to get the nerves out is very helpful too. Yeah. I think improv is actually something public speaking coaches will now use parts of improv in their training. So that's a cool thing. You could look for an improv class. Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you for listening to this episode of the females in celebration of power moves coming out. We are giving away a free copy of the book. All you have to do is leave a review on the females uh, on Apple podcasts and be sure to leave your Instagram handle and your reviews so that we can reach out to you if you win. So again, that's a free copy of power moves, how women can pivot, reboot and build a career of purpose. And if you need some help setting a career vision, We also have a free downloadable career vision worksheet that will help you reflect on what it is you actually want based on your experiences and strengths. We'll link to that in the show notes along with the job interview flashcards. And lastly, you guys, if you are listening to this on May 19th, then you are in luck because we are actually hosting a live launch party for the book tonight. Um, Aliyah and I will be there along with a special mm-hmm. guest. It's called the Power Moves Power Hour. We would love for you to join us. It starts at 4.30 p.m. on May 19th in celebration of Power Moves. We are going to be totally decked out. You are not going to want to miss it. It's going to have live career coaching, some cool giveaways, special guests, all that good stuff. So you can go to Career Contest com. Go ahead and click on webinars and you'll see the live book launch link there that you can register for. And if you're listening to this after May 19th, you can watch the replay of that event, which will also be available. So thank you so much again, you guys for making the launch of Power Moves so successful. I, I hope this book is is going to be on your doorstep soon. <laughs> Hopefully they're not delayed too much from contact Amazon. Contact free, contact free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And don't forget that if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts for the females, we will be shipping out a free copy of the book. 